1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30am to 2.30pm serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch and dessert. It is true Texas homestyle cooking made with love and grit at Poor Richard's Cafe located off of Avenue K in Plano. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Murphy. Taylor Raglan is sitting here to my right. I think uh, we can name this episode... The Brian Murphy episode. Yeah, the two of us.
2: It's going to shift. Uh, for I did a lot of the talking on on the podcast earlier this week, but I feel like it's probably your turn. So we've
1: taken over this week. It's we've kind of made it our, our thing this week with with uh, our fearless leader Matt Welch on, on vacation and and Justin Thomas is no longer here. He would have been here to kind of discuss a little bit a little bit of the colony because we're going to be talking. Let, let me first tell them what you know we're going to be talking about uh district 55a division one uh which consists of six frisco schools lone star wakeland independence centennial liberty and heritage
2: finally kind of getting into districts where we cover all all the schools or or all of them in this case but you know we're kind of getting into the meat of of our coverage area and
1: because Monday was the CFBs, you know, with a bunch of teams we don't cover, yeah. Grapevines and Denton the 4A Ryan. Podcast,
2: you know, kind of spread yeah. out a lot of different districts, but yeah, you know, we're getting into it now.
1: Yeah, now we got the the bulk, more than fifty percent of my Frisco schools, uh, and then we have Little Elm, another team which I, I cover extensively as well, and then the Colony, which I kind of cover. Me and you both kind of cover by default, them being with eight five A and the non football sports, and then them being with all the Frisco schools and Little Elm uh, and and this football district. So I I got to see the Colony play uh, last. Year when they played Lone Star, we'll talk about that uh, matchup coming up this year and how that could kind of decide uh, district champion later in the in the show. Uh, but yeah, this is a very interesting district. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, it was it was those top two teams we just mentioned battling it out, and then there was there was just a bunch of teams fighting for for three and four of those last two playoff spots. You know, Wakeland and uh, Independence ultimately got got those nods last year. You know, but really looking at it now, you know three through even six depending yeah. on what heritage can do can be really interesting i think uh with liberty and i'm just kind of doing a grand overview to, to start this off i think you know liberty they just got a new head coach mm-hmm. uh and that's when he's been with the program for the last five years but you know they, they've 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 they're kind of still in that rebuilding yep. mode. yeah new quarterback new quarterback mitchell miller's gone uh since really JJ left
2: yeah uh, <laughs> since my time
1: yeah, when uh, did you
2: graduate? Uh, I graduated from Centennial in 2012, so Jay was there. Okay, when so they Jay were was running all over us when
1: I was. So there. Liberty, it's kind of hard to believe and hard to think about it now that Liberty was that team, yeah. you know, for a couple years in the early. 2010s, um, you know, with JHI, but now you know they're still in that rebuilding stage, and you know a lot of the the new openings in Frisco is kind of you know given them taken a hit, uh, you know, with a bunch of schools taking taking uh, some of their players and whatnot. But they're still in the rebuilding stage, so they'll I don't expect them to be in that playoff mix. It would be awesome, you know. We yeah. were talking before the show how Centennial mm-hmm. uh, a couple of years ago they were picked uh, to finish dead last by Dave Campbell's, and they snuck in the playoffs. That
2: Frisco district. Well, you know this one in particular, but really just any Frisco school seems like almost every season there's somebody that's just like, where mm-hmm. did you come from? Yeah. Like, what is this? How did you pull off what you did? And and yeah, could be them, could be Heritage. Um, you know, Heritage loses a quarterback too, and Jason Falconberry. Uh, it's it's kind of a weird thing with this district. There's a very clear. Uh, delineation between teams that are bringing back quarterbacks and teams that yeah. aren't, and where kind of they're predicted to finish. Liberty and Heritage expected to be near the bottom. They both lose quarterbacks. Centennial's losing um, Symes, uh, their quarterback. Simes. their Simes.
1: Yeah, he was kind of like a Johnny Manziel type. Yeah, he was really shifty, smaller guy, but he would, I man, he would just do a couple moves and yeah. he'd break free. Or he, he'd have that. You know, he's a baseball kid, so mm-hmm. he, he would, he would find guys down the seams. So I don't know, you know, how Centennial's going to kind of. All three of those. I mean, it
2: seems like kind of the consensus. As much as much moving around in in the polls and, and different rankings and picks as there is, kind of among the top five, Centennial, Liberty, and Heritage kind of seem to be the consensus bottom tier. You know, like you said, you never know. I mean, things can happen. Yeah. Somebody can step up. Somebody can come out of the wings, play quarterback that, you know, nobody really knows about or expects. And, and you know, you see that a lot in high school football just because, you know, you have a talented kid that, that doesn't get a chance, gets a chance. Teams aren't prepared for whatever, you know, wrinkle they bring and, and you kind of find some success that way. But I think it's fair to say that that's kind of the, the lower half. Although, Any of those teams could jump up, just like Centennial a couple years ago, like you said.
1: If y'all want to contact this man, any of Frisco (laughs) ISD, if y'all have any issues. Hey, I'm a Centennial, man. You are.
2: You are. It's uh, it's fair reporting here. We'll see. You never know. You never know. Like I said, Frisco is definitely one of those cities where it seems like something crazy happens.
1: Yeah, and it's little on being in the mix Mm -hmm. makes things very interesting because a few years ago they were with most of these teams from Frisco and the Colony and they didn't really have much success. You know, they were, one of the years they finished 0-10, another year they finished 1-9, and, and it was like, man, right now they're getting thrown back in there. Right. And last year, expectations were pretty high. Mm-hmm. You know, despite not having Logan Kohler at quarterback, kind of a, a, a mid-summer deal that happened there, you know, him announcing he was just gonna play baseball. Um, they kinda had question marks at quarterback, but they were kinda confident in, in Juan uh, Ponce, you know, coming in at quarterback as a senior, and you know, they just, that was their main deal. Little Elm's defense was Probably the third best in the district mm-hmm. after Lone Star and the Colonies. Their defense was really good. They were holding opponents, you know, to under twenty points mm-hmm. consistently. They had a, a showdown with Lone Star. They could have beaten Lone Star. Yeah, that game was ten to seven. that was a I weird remember game. I remember that. I remember
2: you covering that game. It was, it was like, so man, that weird. Was, that was the strangest thing. But so weird. Those those two teams, like you said, were were upper tier for sure as far as yeah. you know ability to to stop. Uh, some of these high-powered offense,
1: But they couldn't move the ball. Yeah. They had the running yeah. game, and Jordan Hall is one of the players to watch, not just mm-hmm. for Little On, um, but in this district. He ran for over 1,200 yards last year as a junior. He's going to be that guy, you know, the, his senior year. And, and, and Kendrick Brown and the coaching staff at Little On, um, they love to run the football. But, you know, in the middle of the season, they made that coaching change. Or mm-hmm. uh, not coaching change. Uh, quarterback change. change. Sorry, yep. not coaching change. <laughs> um, but they made the, the change to a freshman mm-hmm. and John Matier, and he got thrown into the final and he still threw for over a thousand yards. And then the turnover numbers dropped because that was a thing, you know, yep. Littleham last year. There was just so many interceptions and, yep. and fumbles and you know, things that, you know, if, if they don't turn the ball over here, if they can kind of move the chains through the air a little bit, a little bit better, they maybe beat Lone Star. Yep. You know, if they had if they would have had a Logan Kohler, mm-hmm. they beat Lone Star last year. I think just the way the matchup was going, the game plan, how they how they were able to match up with Lone Star, but they just that was their thing, man. They just could not throw the ball. Uh, and like the turnovers but I think John Mateer if he's got there's a lot of a lot of high praise here. a little bit of expectations it's coming yeah coming you know, in as a sophomore no you not know? be
2: a sophomore yeah. but a sophomore with experience um, but at the same time you know on the other side of that coin there's there's kind of the questions like you know you're still really young yeah he's still largely untested and and last season it's almost like you don't want to say there wasn't any pressure but You're thrown in the fire midseason like you said um you know obviously starting varsity quarterback is a position that comes with a lot of pressure but for him i'm sure he was told you know we're going to make this change go out do what you can do um you know see what you can get done he has a great season but now you got an off season to sit and stew to sit and think about it you're the guy like you're going in as the number one you're going into the season as this expectation as you continue doing this, you continue to succeed. You continue to you know put up these numbers and, and lead us, and you know that's a lot for a sophomore. Not saying he can't handle it, but it's something to watch for sure because it's a lot of time between you know November and, and August and September to sit around and think about being the dude from number from day number one.
1: Yeah, and little elm has one of the most highly recruited players not just in this district and that's saying a lot this district has you know the studs at the colony which we'll get to you know a lot of studs at lone star and 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 whatnot you know but they have ryan watts he's Mm -hmm. committed oklahoma man his stock rose Mm -hmm. in like january yeah it it just he had there was a camp you know overnight over literally overnight and then he had 20 offers before you even blinked an eye Uh, So they have him at cornerback. Expect to use him or to see him used on offense as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of similar to what a Brandon Crossley was last year. Um, He's a different player. He's a longer, rangier player. He has that athletic ability and speed and and whatnot. Uh, But Crossley, a little smaller and just just a speedster and just raw athleticism. Uh, But expect him to be used uh, on on both sides of the football there. So little uh, man, I'm... I expect them to definitely be in that playoff mix. I think their their offense will be improved, and I expect them to be... Their ceiling, I want to say, is third. Yeah. Their floor is fifth. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll
0: crumble and like they did can, last year. I think
2: you can say that for... If you have kind of the bottom tier of Liberty Centennial Heritage, you kind of have a yeah. mid-tier of Little Elm, Independence, Wakeland... You know, kind yeah. of going back and forth. And then, obviously, you have one star in the colony that are going to be the two programs kind of vying for for a district title. But that mid-tier, you know, Little Elm, uh, Wakeland, and uh, Independence all bring back quarterbacks. They bring mm-hmm. back their guys. So, I mean, I, I know there's one at, at Independence that, that you're pretty high on, at least.
1: Yeah, Braylon Braxton dude is a stud man he's last year he started as a sophomore mm-hmm. and he already had that body that senior right. body uh, that you want from a quarterback dual threat you know mm-hmm. ran for over 500 yards threw for a little over 1500 yards led independence to the playoffs granted they had to play highland park in the first round for <laughs> yeah. the second yeah. time in their history yeah. uh, but you know they, they made the playoffs three years ago then they missed the playoffs a little bit of a down year and then they they find their way back in the playoffs. I guess Independence was kind of that Frisco team last year. Like, hey, where did y'all kind of come from? Y'all went yeah. from the bottom, and then y'all snuck in there as the, as the three seed. But you know, when you have. In in high school, it's so important to have that quarterback that can run and do it, do it all. You know, even if, you you know, they're going to have some some holes to fill uh, defensively. They lose their star running back Logan Brungard, but I still think Independence is going to be in the mix. And you know, we were just looking. uh, uh, Vibe.com has Independence actually finishing fifth. Dave Campbell's has them finishing third. I think that's the perfect range. I think fifth. I don't. I don't see them either one. Yeah, but I don't see them missing the playoffs. You know, unless. You know there's just way too many question marks on defense or you know they they just you know lose games that they shouldn't lose right. to maybe a heritage or centennial yeah uh, and then lose to little alma team they beat last year also but i just don't expect them and yeah. you know, i i think they're locked in at the three um and i'm really excited to see what braylon braxton can do i think you know if he wasn't in the same district as miles price Mm-hmm. Or Keith Miller, or, or Marvin Mims, Chandler Gabon, and those are guys from Lone Star and the Colony. Uh, I would, you know, I, I'd kind of pick him to be, you know, MVP candidate. Yeah. But I, I expect him to get a, some sort of superlative, if not first team quarterback. But that, it, it's interesting to see what Independence can do, especially after you know getting back in the in the playoffs and in, independence was not a thing when you were there right they were no they were i, think,
2: I, don't, I don't even remember if they had i think heritage was probably the newest school that, that had varsity sports when i was when i was there if i remember right that's
1: crazy cuz then and then independence and heritage are literally yep. right down the street yep. uh, from each other uh, Wakeland Another team in the in the playoff mix, which they're in the playoff mix in every yeah, sport. They're, they're just weakling. they're that gold standard, uh, in in my opinion, in, in Frisco when it comes to just all all around mm-hmm. uh, athletics. But you know they returned the quarterback Dylan Liable, he had a good year last year. He was kind of kind of thrown into the mix. Yeah, you know with Dylan Cadwalader uh, <laughs> say that five times fast transferring to uh, Preston wood uh, and and you know they they the injury bug hit them pretty hard it it seems like it has the last two years you know but they they have some guys coming back from injury mike callahan he's a four-year starter he would have been a starter last year he got hurt early in the year last year he's back on that offensive line uh kevin rochelle is a receiver to watch um there he uh he had 900 receiving yards last year as a junior uh so he'll be a good target uh there for for libel i uh, you know Wake was the same thing yeah. ceiling is three yep floor five yep. unless there's you know some big it's injuries a weird but district that yeah. just
2: has like these these very clear yeah. tiers. because it, you look at a yeah. district like A, which we'll get to you know much later mm. um you know as far as our preview of, of that district but it's like that district has you could argue three tiers but it's really just two it's like allen and then like a big question mark, yeah. outside of maybe, you know, Plano West, who's still uh, definitely on the on the come up, falling 0-26, following but yeah, this district is just so um, open, I guess, you know, and, and so kind of clear as far as those three teams that are going to be on the bubble, but Certainly, two teams that that we don't think will be on the bubble.
1: Now, let's take a quick break, and we'll get to those uh, those top two teams being uh, the Colony and Lone Star. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media, fourteen newspapers and websites with a print distribution of two hundred seventy thousand homes and monthly pages of six hundred thousand online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast. All right, and we are back uh, to round out this uh, episode of the of the podcast, uh, previewing District 5, 5A, Division 1. You know, we, we've touched on a lot of these schools, uh, a large chunk of the Frisco schools, and, and Little Elm previewing uh, some of those teams there. But, you know, we still have... You know, the projected... Big boys. The, yeah, the, the ones with the, the heavy hitters and, you know, just, you're looking at Division One talent. I'm not yeah. saying the other Frisco schools and stuff do not have that talent. They, they do, mm-hmm. but, you know, <laughs> multiple, 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 yeah. you know, future Division One college football players, you know, at both schools, in the Colony and Lone Star, let's start with the Colony. Uh, I mean, they're, they have this trio that's been together you know for two years already mm-hmm. on offense not and then not, I'm not even counting their their cornerback who's played some receiver in the past I believe uh, and Christian Gonzalez who's right. been high, highly recruited as a cornerback um, but I'm, I'm talking about the trio I mean can you name a better trio in 5A at least in our coverage area 5A and Mikey Harrington at quarterback two-year starter about to be a three-year starter uh, Miles Price Mm -hmm. You know, he literally does it all Um, MVP last year I believe he was our star local media MVP
2: scored touchdowns I think five different ways which is just absurd
1: (laughs) defensively on kick return punt return he ran one and caught one something like that I don't know it's Mm -hmm. just absurd Uh, and then Keith Miller who I saw last year uh, make the catch of the year uh, Mm -hmm. when they played Reedy in week two he was even on SportsCenter Uh, you know a touchdown grab one-handed you know in the corner of the end zone i had it on my phone but it was a bad angle someone else behind uh, behind the end zone had the the footage that got sent to uh, top 10 espn sports center top 10 but man the colony they're going to be locked and loaded uh, again you know they were just blowing everyone out except Star, yeah. and that was that was the game of the year i remember when i came back to the office last year after that game you know because after our games we all we all meet up here at the office and whatnot, and we're here late doing all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff all kinds of fun stuff I remember I came in all giddy yep. and just so excited and I was kind of upset because I remember around this time last year maybe it was closer to the season or maybe it was during the season uh, I, me and Justin had this thing Justin Thomas mm-hmm. I, I said Lone, there's no way Lone Star was going to lose right. and then he was defending the colony you know, yep. to the death which you know looking back it was, i mean i don't I mean, regret game, anything exactly. yeah
2: it was the way that game ended and and the craziness of that final play and just everything that goes into that game that game was a coin flip yeah i mean those two teams were were equally matched i think
1: like when do you ever see a hook and ladder yeah like
2: on Worked. the final play of the game you just see it but see it work yeah. to perfection like untouched It's nuts yeah
1: and so those two teams they will play each other Let's see here. It's in the middle of district on October 18th. They played last year at Toyota Stadium. Yep. They'll rematch at Tommy Briggs Stadium this year at the Colony. Yep. So it, in the Colony's favor, I remember last year that game at Toyota was on a weird weekend. Yeah.
2: There was, there a, was an event, I think. And there the event was like barely even marked.
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, FC Dallas was playing that weekend. There was also a, an Imagine Dragons concert. Yeah. They were actually setting that up. <laughs> Prior to the game, and then yeah. right after the game, they were finishing setting it up because right. the game was Friday night. The concert was Saturday night, and then FC Dallas was playing Sunday. Yep. It, was, it, it was either FC Dallas or it was some soccer game. Uh, there was some special so- event, maybe something like I that. Remember. I, I, I want to say, I want to say you're right, and so there was no, hardly any hash marks. Mm-hmm. You know, the yard markers were not there. So on that hook and ladder play, you couldn't even tell. Is Miles where is he really? And then I think Miles Price kept running. I mean, yeah, get to the back of the end zone. Like, yeah, I don't
2: know. Just, just
1: wherever. Just keep on running to the tunnel. Uh, yeah, he kept going running to where the, the concert was being set up. But they won't have that issue uh, this year. They'll be playing it at the Colony. And it's safe to say the winner of that game will win the district.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the game to watch. You can point to a couple others. Yeah. You know, the the Independence versus Wakeland, that's going to be a huge game. You know, some of the, the lower ones, maybe whichever of Heritage Centennial Liberty sweeps the other two might have a shot to try to sneak in. Um,
1: And, I mean, Little Elm, like we mentioned on the first half of the podcast, they almost beat Lone Star last year, but that was early. And Lone Star has had its troubles offensively, uh, you know, as we know, trying to transition with – uh, Julian Larry at quarterback, who yeah. hadn't played quarterback, I think, since he was a freshman or since middle school. Right. And now he's not even there anymore, and he's just playing basketball. So that tells you, you know, and Lone Star was still that good, and made it three rounds deep. Um, their defense is still going to be yeah. really good. Um, they have a new quarterback, mm-hmm. he's a transfer, Chandler Gabon. And he's already committed to Nevada, so
2: <laughs> I all right.
1: yeah. Division one quarterback. You know, uh, no offense to Julian Larry, but that is should be you know an, an upgrade. You know, Julian Larry, a phenomenal athlete, was able to make things happen with his feet. But you know, when you have that,
2: that's that the difference. Yeah, that you arm, go from you know. an athlete back there, which works in mm-hmm. a lot of cases, and obviously did you know one Star well enough. But you go from an athlete to a quarterback. Yeah, you know what I mean. You go, you go from somebody that you just trust to. You know, uh, take care of the football and be athletic and make things happen to someone that, you know, knows the position and and plays the position, is going to college for the position. And, and, you know, it's, it's just a different level of, um, you know, experience, I
1: guess. And we mentioned, you know, some of the top receivers, you know, in the district, you know, Miles Price, you know, they throw him in the slot. Keith Miller going to Kansas Mm -hmm. as as a receiver, uh, really dynamic there. Kevin Rochelle, Ed Wakeland, but really, no doubt in my mind, Lone Star has the best receiver in the district. Um, They have one of the best receivers in the state, uh, in my opinion, in in four-star Marvin Mims. Yeah. You know he hasn't committed yet but he's got offers from oklahoma it's
2: kind of a similar thing with him and, and miles price is miles price the better athlete maybe but is marvin mims the better receiver you know, is Miles I Price know. the better
1: athlete uh, marvin mims is a stud basketball I mean, they're player both, they're both. marvin mims got offensive player of the year in basketball it's
2: one of those scenarios where it's like i'd take either one of them oh like, yeah I, I mean, oh, oh yeah there's, there's almost no oh, difference yeah. in in the way that those two can break games i mean it's It's pretty fun to watch.
1: It's like if you're picking a fantasy team and you're trying to pick between, like, Saquon and Zeke or something. There's no difference. They're both awesome. Uh, But Marvin Mims, you know, he like I said, the offers are endless. Ohio State, Stanford, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, yada, yada, yada. He had 18 touchdowns last year. Uh, He scored the lone touchdown against Little Elm, but it was on a kick return. Shows (laughs) you how dynamic he is as well. Man, with Galbon at quarterback, I think Mims – I don't even know how you go up from those numbers, right. but I think he, you know, he, he could, you know, flirt with you know fifteen hundred yards receiving. Yeah. A, you know, that's not impossible. Um, but man, in their defense, Jalen Ford, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's got a, you know offers from so many Division one schools all across the board. You know, their linebackers are going to be are going to be so good. Torn Pittman and, and just a bunch of guys there with a lot of experience on, on defense, man. I know I said it last year and I was really confident. <laughs> I was
2: going to say, cut to the chase. That Lone Star so was
1: going to... I don't see Lone Star losing this game. I'm not, like the Colony should be maybe even better, but I think Lone Star is going to be way right. even better, if that makes any sense. Um, with the new quarterback, is just it. It makes things so intriguing uh, to me. But I, I just don't see Lone Star losing to this team two years in a row. They lost last year, not a fluke. It was a it was a design play. But yeah, Rudy Rangel told me perfect. Rudy Rangel yeah. told me head, uh, the Colony head coach. He told me they practiced that yeah absolutely. all the time. And so it, it it showed. It was an awesome play. You know, but it was a coin flip. And I think Lone Star is just that improved. Yeah, uh, this year I I am picking them. I'm so if you smart. got
2: you got Lone Star winning that game, obviously you have them winning the district title. Yeah. I would assume the mm-hmm. Colony, you know, coming, uh, finishing as runner up. So those three and four spots, you know, we kind of talked about three teams that that we feel like could fill in those spots, but you know, how do you see uh, how do you see that group shaking out? Do you see somebody from kind of that bottom tier jumping up? What's what's kind of the le- the rest of the uh, postseason picture look like?
1: I don't expect... Uh, obviously, I don't expect Liberty to, to climb as high as four, or Heritage. Mm-hmm. Um, the Heritage will be better in year number two under head coach Kenneth Gilchrist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, there's too many question marks at quarterback and stuff like that. Right. And so they'll finish between six or seven, maybe five. Um, realistically, it's between three teams for the last two spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've kind of harped on that a, a little bit. Wakeland, little on um, Independence. I think... The three seed will be independence, yeah. Just because I like their quarterback so much, right? And and they've made the playoffs two of the last three years, and I think for and this pains me to say because you know Wakeland is in the playoffs year in and year out right. as that three or four seed two through four, you know I, I think Little Arm um, improves drastically this year. And I'm going to go with the Lobos. Uh, I think they'll be better at quarterback. I think their rushing attack is going to be uh, brutal. I think their defense is going to be, you know, even better. Mm-hmm. You know, they have some some linebackers. Have, man, they're, they're they're loaded on defense. And I, I think teams, you know, having Ryan Watts, you know, being who he is, they're not going to throw that side of the
2: field. Right.
1: And, and they have uh, Tyrese Poe, who's another guy getting D1 looks on the defensive end uh, position there. And I, I I think they have enough. You know, like I said, with Mateer, uh, kind of a you know half a year under his belt. Half a year better um, at the varsity level. I think they. I think they make the playoffs. I don't, I don't think they lose those games they lost last year. Right. You know they lost some uncharacteristic games to Centennial. Um, they beat Wakeland uh, in the middle of the year, but you know then they lost games to Independence and they played these teams close. Mm-hmm. You know. Hey, uh, Independence and, and Centennial, they didn't get blown out by these teams. There was just heartbreaking losses that they yeah. suffered. And then the heartbreaking loss to Lone Star, they were just a couple possessions away from yeah. maybe winning even five games right. in this district and kind of pulling off you know, the, the upset maybe finishing second. So I think Little does it, and I think Wakeland. Wakeland is in the mix, but I'm going to have to put them at five.
2: That's so weird to, to I know, like say I the know. words that Wakeland is, is going to miss the playoffs. Uh, but it could absolutely happen. The I margins know. are... Crazy thin.
1: Now that I say this, Centennial's going to win the district. Heritage is going to finish second. <laughs> yep. uh, the Colony's going to miss. Lone Star's going to miss. And yeah. I don't know anything. Uh, did you have a prediction? Any bold predictions about the district? Or um, are you going to steer away? Not
2: really. I mean, I'm kind of with you, I think, as far as the, the postseason teams. The only thing I may change is Wakeland getting in there somewhere, but that's a yeah. product also of me probably, you know, uh, being a Centennial alum and, and just, you know, associating Wakeland with like you said, just kind of that best all around um, Frisco I S D programs really tough to to knock yeah. him out of the postseason really in any sport. Um, but I can absolutely see a scenario where it plays out exactly um, you know, how you how you said. I think the colony might get Lone Star again. Who knows? But yeah, I mean I have no no qualms with the four playoff teams of, of the colony, Lone Star, Independence and Little O so we'll see.
1: Should be interesting. Can't wait. Uh, Next week, we will dive into 75A Division Mm 1 and 75A Division 2. I know 75A Division 2 will be all over that. Uh, I have four more Frisco schools. You obviously have Lake Dallas, Lovejoy. Uh, So, we'll be lots to discuss there. Lebanon Trail Memorial should be much improved. Don't be surprised if they uh, get thrown in the playoff mix. So, stay tuned uh, for my hot takes there. (laughs) Uh, That'll do it uh, for this edition uh, previewing 55A Division 1. Like I said, we'll be back next week. That's Taylor Raglan. I'm Brian Murphy. We'll see you then.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. With starlocaljobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements.